Robbie Nielsen steps up. That's just calm from Robbie Nielsen. I tell you what, the one in that boy's got is get steel. Now here comes Grant. Jackson David Green. season yeah. right on the money straight in there at the first game of the season yep yeah. <laughs> that's where we are yeah. yeah where we have no cares i'm nickel i'm rob and we are we have no cares i yeah. mentioned that you did you yeah. did yeah might be a little rusty first yeah. game of the new season i know i was gonna say it's been a while yeah it's been a while haven't had the the best of pre-season workouts to be honest we no. had a couple of friendlies against uh, rival podcasts but you know kind of just like hearts really <laughs> it was just just to get some blood in the legs it wasn't yeah yeah, yeah. No, it was, there was nothing really just, just fitness yeah yeah bounce podcasts mm. <laughs> <Behind> closed doors <laughs> jesus yeah unlike these which are available to the public of course we've got yeah. a huge grandstand <laughs> i just doors. walk in Aye. yeah the, the atmosphere in here is Quite incredible. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so Hart Midlothian playing football games again. That's nice, isn't it? It is nice. Yeah, I, I, I like it. Well, you say you like it now, but we're recording this a day late because <laughs> I was fucking raging after the game <laughs> yesterday. Not even at anyone or anything. Just the fact that we didn't win. Yeah, I was raging at not winning. It's amazing the games that you come away like. Like, there's been a couple of times in my my career of knowing Robert Borthwick that he has been. So angry that he, he can't really Function. put thoughts together. Yeah. No, no, yeah. That was yesterday. Was one of those times. But I, I, you know, I calmed down. I'm, I'm here now. Good. <laughs> smile on my face. Patter in my mouth. <laughs> A huge trail of destruction between Tyne Castle and here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So um, it has been a new season, and Hearts have signed players in the summer. Plentiful. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about most of them during the game uh, when we're talking about the Celtic game, which, because many of them played very, very significant parts in it. Indeed. There were a few players who did not take the field. Um, yeah. uh, specifically, uh, Christian Novak, uh, for the very good reason that he only signed today. Yes, uh, although he should have signed on Friday, Saturday. <laughs> apparently, but, but yeah. apparently uh, the Hearts, I don't know, secretary or whoever it is, doesn't know the rules. <laughs> doesn't yeah. know how to... Doesn't know how to um, register a player. So Scott Sinclair signed at like ten minutes to kick off and came on and scored the winner for Celtic. So. Yeah, and like only kind of like half read an article about this, but wasn't the thing like you can't sign a uh, register a player on the day if you're like just like emailing over the details, but if you go to the SFA in person, you can do it. Yeah, which seems like a bit of an advantage for Rangers and Celtic and Queens Park, I suppose. Yeah, but I mean, people have cars. <laughs> And they can go on trains and stuff like that. And if they know this is a scenario, then, you know, I'm sure they can just phone their mate who lives in the south of Glasgow and say, I'm just going to email you this over. <laughs> go and hand it into Hamden for me, please. Yeah, and then they, you know. I'd do it. Yeah, <laughs> fucking right. Yeah. Yeah, what did you do this morning? Just register a professional footballer, mate. Just cycling down to Hamden, like clutching the papers. <laughs> <laughs> Wait! Wait! Hanging on the doors. <laughs> yeah. We've got a squad defender who almost certainly won't play. <laughs> Register him immediately. Aye. Yeah, but Celtic did it, we didn't. So I don't think Christian Novak would have had a huge say in uh, what happened yesterday. But. Certainly not to the extent that Scott Sinclair did. But no, no. Nope. 
But anyway, he's he's here and he's quite handsome, so that's good. He is, yeah, yeah, lovely, lovely eyebrows. Um, although I don't ever want to try and say the name of the team that he's just come from because it is absolutely many Zs, men- so many Zs, so many I's, C's. Ah. It's like four different words, and the first word's like twenty letters long. Good old Poland. Good old Poland with their words and their letters. Yeah. yeah. Still, uh, lots of Y's and Christian's first name as well. Yeah, I know. God, he's he's got it all. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, also, Bjorn Jonsson, who Big Bjorn. still isn't officially a Hearts player. I mean, I'm assuming we're paying him. So, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I have no idea. Um, it's the batshit mental owner of uh, once was Litex Lovek in mm. Bulgaria and has now amalgamated two teams to, to become CSKA, Sofia. Yeah, well, it's kind of a ranger situation in that yeah. they, they had to liquidate and then reform, but they're not claiming the history of Litex Lovek, possibly because there's check <laughs> collectors around. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, shh. <laughs> so actually, we're we're not the same. Club. Do you know what those titles were tainted? <laughs> <laughs> you, can fuck, you can have them. <laughs> oh, but but Bjorn Jonsson definitely is our player. Yeah, yeah, that's they're they're very keen on uh, keeping that part of their history. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It seems that what's happened is you know his his contract will say Litex Lovek and not CSK Sofia. So I don't think it's that much of an issue it's just one of those things that's got a lot of red tape to be cut through but. yeah yeah um, it's not not for nothing that uh, Bjorn Jonsson is known as the American Swedish Alan McGregor Norwegian Norwegian <laughs> yes uh, right well you know these people who know him they don't know where he's from <laughs> yeah <laughs> they don't know him very well uh, <laughs> they're just passing acquaintances <laughs> yeah good old Bjorn but uh, he looks quite exciting Tall and fast. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Norwegian. Norwegian, well, semi-Norwegian certainly. Um, Bjorn in the USA though, so he's got that on his side. Oh, Just is. you wait for all these shit puns. Honestly, I'm buzzing. Um, yeah, Osman Soul style. Um, if you wanted to compare him to a recent Harps player, um, tall, fast, tricky. Uh, likes to take it past men. Likes to play in the channels and stuff like that. So yeah, it, it seems like a logical. Signing, if that's the sort of football we're wanting to be playing. Again. Yeah, yeah, um, and again, we did see evidence of that against Celtic. More of which later, but we have to talk about our most important signing. Well, the person that will certainly become our most important Vic- signing, Victor Noring. Sh- sure. Yeah. Um, you weren't thinking of him, were you? No, I'd nope. actually forgotten that we signed him. Yeah, perfectly <laughs> honest. Yeah. Uh, no, I was talking about the man that will eventually win the World Cup for Hearts. Yes, of course. Uh, just based entirely on his name, the perfect footballing name, Marcus Godinho. Marcus Godinho, the Portuguese-Canadian. It's, it's a dream of a name. It is a dream of a name. If you were writing, like, a, I don't know, like some sort of like spitting image sketch about like a, a revered South American footballer, you might name him Godinho. <laughs> yeah, it's an actual thing that could be scripted. Yeah, right. yeah it's, it's the Canadian Revolution. They're all coming over here and seeing Hearts as the best place to be because Daddy was Sonata's played a few games. <laughs> if they all come over bearing names like Sonata and Godinho, then I am for it. Uh, the other one's called Peyton. <laughs> yeah, Harry Peyton. <laughs> you know, you got to take the good with the bad. I'll take I'll take a thousand patents if it gets me one good in you. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, he was on the bench yesterday actually. He was. Yeah. Yeah, because our, our striking options were limited, what with 
Bjorn being unregistered and Wanma being pretty out of favour. Yeah, he's pretty much out the door, but uh, Harry is a midfielder, a creative type. Is that right? He's I a box to box. Was, I thought he was a striker. And I think he earned his place on the bench because the uh, Little Hearts beat Sterling Albion in the cup. Yes. And right. he was the boy of the match. Yeah, so. the, the big comeback. Yeah, exactly. The fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming, but uh, yeah. No. There you go, Rusty McLean scoring an absolute three-car to, to make it 3-2 as well, apparently. And Harry Payton pulling the strings. Great. I know very little about that game. Yeah, that's pretty much all I know about that game. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was passable. I got through it. Hooray. Yeah. <laughs> Hearts victory. I'm, I'm, I'm done with it. 100%, yeah. Uh, great. Yeah, because we didn't get that much. Well, we did, actually. Out of four games, we had two victories. Uh, in our uh, European exploits. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, they were terrible victories against the terrible <laughs> FC Infinite. The the Estonian Internet Cafe, yeah. Just yep. no, not good. Turns out, like, from the first first leg, we didn't play that well. And then the second leg, we basically just went, do you know what, do you know what we should do? Play high balls into the box. And Infinite just went, nope. <laughs> what no the, idea how to deal with this, sorry. Like, what, like for at least three of our goals, like the, the back post region was just completely undefended. It's like in Infinite, it's like, I think I'd like to jump. Yeah, but I mean... Th- this seems unfair. At any proper defence would prioritise marking Callum Patterson and Igor Rossi. You know, they're two slouches in the air. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Little guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So they were, they were appalling as a football team. Yeah, um, uh, Beer Picara were a bit better, but not that great. Not not that great. Uh, we probably should have beaten them, like not even by playing better than we did. Like the the actual performances we put in over the two legs probably would have it won. Is it? Like, should have this. Aye. If you play those two games like ten more times, I think Hearts go through at least seven of them. You know. Yeah, exactly. Salmon's disallowed goal. Ozturk hitting the bar. Nicholson hitting the bar. Prince missing a penalty. Uh, Juan Manor getting on the end of a cross. Like, yeah, we had so many chances, and then they had two in the entire oh, tie, <laughs> yeah. and they scored them both. And yeah, it's it's a bit of a snap back to reality a wee bit. Um, well, I think the I think the main sort of bone of contention in those um, uh, Europa League games was that we looked like we were playing pre-season games, which is frankly what we were. I mean, yeah. it's. Not, it's not, not enough time to, to get that team playing well together again when you're trying to you know, accommodate a brand new focal point of your attack in yeah. Connor Salmon. Um, that's a partnership he needed to try and get up to speed with with Juanma. And yeah, it, it wasn't great. I think like we all know and we all say that you know, teams need a good pre-season, but games like that, when you're playing competitive games as your pre-season, that, that really brings it home just how much you do actually need yeah. a pre-season. Yeah, absolutely. But then, you know, at least we got a friendly against Fleetwood Town after, after yeah. that. Yeah, well-organised. Fucking prick Stephen Presley. He, he only resigned just to fuck us over, I'm telling you. Well, there we are. Yeah. But... The nice news is, once we got into competitive action, it was really pretty good. Yeah, yeah, we didn't win though. We did not win, and you were angry, but yeah. I, I just, my, my headline is, let's take all the positives from that game, because it was, like, apart from losing, very enjoyable to watch. The performance was excellent. It did take me maybe two hours to come around to that part of thinking, because I, I was always in my head, I was like, God, what, and Salmon worked really well, but we lost! <laughs> and that was essentially all I did for a couple of hours. But yeah, I mean, there's very few negatives to take out of it, yeah. to be honest with you. I mean, maybe being a wee bit smarter on um, 
defending a counter attack, obviously, because they scored from two counter uh, attacks. And the same thing that is probably always going to be the case if you're a Hearts fan, and you know, taking your chances. Yeah. Just frustrating when you see attackers and midfielders not take their chances. But if it comes, then we're in for a very, very, very good season. Uh, yeah, I think I think largely everything that went wrong in that game was quite explicable. Uh, yeah. But right, let's let's focus on the positives. I mean, first of all, just overarching the way we played, um, like a very cohesive plan, lots of pressing, lots of energy, four four two, just like the ball moving much more quickly and with a lot more purpose than it has lots of Dom towards the end of last season. And yes. The the revelation of, of the game. Um, well, every all, word you just used there to describe our performance, pressing energy, that was Dom Cowie. He was a microcosm of that. Exactly. He yeah. Completely led by example. The captain's armband inspired decision to make him the skipper because I was watching him, you know, quite closely for a lot of the game. Mm-hmm. He was fantastic. He was speaking to everyone. He was getting them g'd up. Um, absolutely loved the goal and all that kind of stuff. He was very passionate, and that's that's the player I thought that we. We're going to sign in January, but he's just arrived now, by the looks of things. But yeah, you know, I'll take it. At least he's arrived. Yeah, well, I mean, well, the first thing is it was a, a very interesting tactical deployment from Nielsen uh, in the 4-4-2, missing Perry Kitchen, obviously, through injury. Yeah. Um, he, he placed uh, June as the further back of the two and, and Kelly further forward, which at first seemed a little weird because, like, Jim's played his best games for us as like a number 10 or a second striker. Yeah. Though he has played many games for us very, very well as a defensive midfielder, particularly against Celtic. Yeah. Um, and Cowie, last season, we didn't really know what his strengths were. But on today's, uh, yesterday's performance, I'm inclined to believe that um, like just the, like the chopping and changing of clubs last season maybe meant that he was short of fitness or whatever because, like you say, today he had, like, well, he showed what he can do. Lots of energy, lots of determination, just leading by example, getting into good positions. It's it's the sort of player that since I've been watching Hearts for you know twenty years, twenty one years, whatever. It's the sort of player or that sort of performance certainly that that Hearts fans love is the Colin Cameron, Paul Hartley type yeah, of display. Definitely. Where you're you know you're absolutely charging from box to box. You're going in for challenges. You're making passes. You're being incisive. You're doing the right things, and you're getting. You're essentially inspiring the rest of the team to then follow suit. Um, I was just so impressed with him. Yeah. So impressed with him yesterday. And if he can keep that up, then, you know, there's some central midfielders in that squad that are, are going to be shit out of luck if they're wanting to start games. Yeah, well, in that performance, it'd be very difficult for Prince to get in ahead of Kelly anyway. And uh, Kitchen, I've, I've made my, my feelings on Kitchen known, like, very, very good at what he does, but there's just not that many games in the SPL where we're absolutely going to need him. And... Uh, that combination of uh, Jim and Cowie will be pretty effective against most of the teams that we play, especially at Tynecastle. You'd certainly imagine so, yeah, absolutely. But it, that's, a, that's a great problem to have. Mm-hmm. You know, the the centre of midfield wasn't our weakest place last season. You know, it wasn't it wasn't the worst position in the park. But um, to have that looking like it's properly solid and strong now, with an understanding between the players as well, is just absolutely brilliant. But speaking of players who made an unexpected impact, uh, Connor Salmon was uh, majestic for the first half hour of the game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, not even just the first half hour. I think right up until he was blowing out his Irish arse uh, yes. and needed to be subbed off. Um, he bullied Colo Turi. That was a really good matchup between those two. Um, mm-hmm. Outpaced him most times in the first half and then 
you know, second half maybe not so much. But at least two or three occasions, Salmon got onto a through ball that I thought he had no right to get anywhere near. So like, definitely showed a lot more pace than I expected Connor, Connor Salmon to have, but just a lot more nice as well. Just like the the way he held up the ball and laid it off and things like that. Like he's 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 a really good foil for Tony Watt on on uh, yesterday's evidence. Yeah, absolutely. I I think he's kind of put in the performance that I expected him to put in in the European games mm -hmm. you know it's always been quite well known that yes he's built like a brick shit house, but he has got a turn of pace on him he can get past players with that those arms on him no, just if he held you you'd just feel so safe they're huge so safe <laughs> it's like yeah that's just ridiculous um, in the event of nuclear war when President Trump gets in I'm going to shelter under Connor Salmon <laughs> just hide under him yeah, eh? yeah. jump into his heart's top um, but yeah that, that's the sort of player that I thought we'd, we'd signed um, and if he keeps going like that then, then he is you know he runs the channels very well mm -hmm. uh, quite intelligent uh, when there's runs as well um, seems the players now know where and when to find him and he just looks fitter than what he did in European games as well which is a massive help two weeks uh, non-stop training obviously has probably helped that yeah yeah um, again like definitely needed the pre-season as did uh, his strike partner, who we said like dovetail very well with uh, Tony Watt. I was very, very impressed with Tony Watt. Yeah, I, I certainly think there's more to come. You know that oh, definitely, we, definitely. we did not see peak Tony Watt yesterday. However, his greediness, his eye for goal, his his touch when he's you know getting closed down and stuff like that, his awareness, his vision. He's a he's a quality footballer. Mm -hmm. um, I was just, impressed by his work rate. Like given like. The, the stories we've heard about his personality and the, the troubles that he's had at clubs in the past I was surprised just how hard he worked like he, yeah. he came deep a, a lot to sort of like bring the ball forward and initiate play um, good creatively he's got a, a good touch and a good vision um, fell over a lot yesterday especially in the first half he did change his boots at half time that, as well. that was his first game in four months as well you've got yeah. to remember yeah. his first like proper competitive game he's maybe played well, he played in that bounce game that we had, and that's it. That's yeah, the only yeah. game of football he's played since April. So. Which makes it even more remarkable just how well he linked not only with Salmon, but with, with Kelly. Like he, his, it was um, Watts' layoff to Walker that uh, won us the, the Stonewall penalty. Stonewall which we equalized. penalty. Uh, yeah, no, he, he's just... You get that when you've, you've got a natural footballer on the team. Mm -hmm. um, and it looks like Hartshaw's going to be a great fit for him. Yeah. Uh, hopefully he can get himself fit and you know he, he said it himself he needs to prove some doubters wrong what better place to do it back in Scotland where most of the doubters actually live yeah. <laughs> uh, fucking that header though oh my god yeah well that, that was that was one of the downsides like a, so a, painful a golden to header a great great delivery in um, he came at it really fast but that's bread and butter when you're a tall centre forward like Tony Watt is yeah yeah, yeah. But the other chances that he created for himself, like sort of long range digs, little slips inside, like it was all he made it's Scott impressive Brown, variety of things. Made, made Scott Brown look like he'd lost his legs again, like he did last season. Uh, at once they just cut inside him, and Scott Brown just sort of melted into the, into the ground. It was brilliant. Like. He did also get one of his best shots in target on uh, Scott Brown's hoop. Yes, he did. Kicked him right up the right up the arsehole. It yeah. was great, aye. She really should have been sent off, but fuck it. <laughs> Absolutely. Who cares? It was literally like the, the linesman was looking directly at Scott Brown's arsehole at the time as well and uh, just saw his foot go up there, yellow card. Well, I think the linesman probably thought, that is an arse in the desperate need of booting. So, yes, yeah. no, no, that's true, actually. Yeah, because I think Scott Brown flew, threw a wee heel back at uh, Tony Watt as well, so it was kind of like a, yeah. a retaliation to that. But um, no, I like him. I like him a lot. I think he, if, he can, if he can turn him into the sort of guy that can play 90 minutes... 
yeah. then you know I think the rest of his attributes will come with. The funny thing about that is practice. that uh, you're saying Scott Brown and Tony Watt are quite good friends. Yeah. But like that makes complete sense to me. Like like the amount of stick Scott Brown gives players out on a pitch, you know how much stick you give your own mates. Like yeah. you know, he would have been just in his ear constantly. Hundred percent, aye. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um yeah, I like Tony. He's he's good. He's very good. The Coat Bridge party boy. Um, other players that impressed Sam Nicholson uh, continued his uh, sort of form from Berkeley Carroll looking looking very bright. Yeah, he was fine. Yeah. Um, uh, Walker less so. Yeah, yeah, but it's always worth having Walker on the pitch for ninety minutes because he can just do something out of absolutely fuck all, which literally is he, nothing. <laughs> which is what he did with that dive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, very creative young man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just, he was just inspired. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's... I genuinely, I can't really fault any player in the team. You know, we could we could go through everyone here and there was positives for every single one of them. Yeah, well, um, I mean, the one... Well, right, before we get on to points of uh, negativity, uh, Jack Hamilton also very, very impressed me today. Like, uh, the opposite, again, of how he was looking pre-season. Much more confident, much more uh, ready to come for things. Um, had one absolutely exceptional save when he was already falling down and just stuck up a reflex arm from Forrest. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, like looks like he's taken the challenge of uh, Victor Noring very seriously. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I'm pit- <laughs> I've picked up on people for using this phrase before, but I'm going to use it. He's a good shot stopper. Yeah. Like a very natural shot stopper. And like I pick people up on that because obviously if you're a goalkeeper, you have to be a good shot stopper. Well, I mean, we've had some goalkeepers yeah, no, that work. We, we have, but it, it should be a minimum requirement for a goalkeeper yeah, well, because yeah. that is your job, is stopping shots. It's but, like um, calling a midfielder a good ball kicker. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the way he threw his hand up to, to stop that deflected shot from, uh, from Forrest, the uh, save he made from Dembele when he was through on goal as well, very clever, made himself very big. Um, right. Dembele did a thing yeah yeah. Um, he saw the threat he knew what Dembele was going to try which was slot it through his legs so he kind of almost like an ice hockey style goalkeeper yeah. like mm-hmm. threw his shin down on the ground and then obviously that led to Rossi heading it off the line after Griffiths tried to put it in um, yeah just a lot more convincing I, I think if we're going to stick with Jack then I think he will make a couple of mistakes this season whether it costs us or not um, however we just need to stick with him through that you know, all goalkeepers make mistakes. Craig Gordon made mis- made mistakes yeah. before. It just happens when you're a young goalkeeper. He signed for Celtic. Yeah, <laughs> when you're a, when you're a young goalkeeper, it's gonna happen. He made a pretty bad one for Scotland under twenty ones pretty recently yeah. uh, that I remember. But he, he bounced back from that and made a, like five or six great saves thereafter. So I think a bit of patience is required. But um, no, he, he was very impressive. Like, he is, by all accounts, the sort of utter lunatic that succeeds at being a goalkeeper. So. Absolute nutcase, apparently. I yeah. Fantastic. So we've got one in goals and we've got one up front in Tony Watt. Just yeah. fill the team with nutcases. Yeah, the team. No, no, that's the perfect balance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no nutcases in the middle. At yeah, all. yeah. Um, so, uh, like I said, the the one sort of uh, sour note I felt really from the performance came from uh, Faisal Reras. Um and it it does feel uh, you know unfair to to sort of single him out because generally his play was very good, very solid. Certainly better than uh, any other left backs we might have in the squad right now. Yeah. Um, but like three t- on three occasions when Celtic were breaking, he was caught sort of badly positionally. Like for the so for the first goal, um, he was a bit too close to Forrest when the ball came to him. 
slow to turn and Forrest was just away from him, um, which led to Forrest like, directly shooting into the bottom corner. He was he was square. He was square onto him when he should have been, you know, one yeah. leg facing back towards the goal just in case he gets past, but he stood up square. Didn't yeah. go to go. It was a non it was a non challenge and Forrest just Absolutely gobbled that opportunity up to go past him. It was a bit, bit of a shame that James Forrest picked that to be his one good game in twenty as well. Yeah. To be honest, um, he, it wasn't even that good a game. Like like sort of all three goals came from players that were really quite peripheral for the rest of the match. Yeah, I would argue that Forrest was probably Celtic's best attacking player in that match. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, Griffiths might have something to say about that. Griffiths did nothing apart from set up that goal. Nothing. He wasted every chance that came his way. He lost the ball about ten times. That's the worst I've seen Griffiths play at Timecastle. Well, Easy. we can all agree he did more than Dembele, who is yeah. anonymous. Oh my God! Yeah. yeah. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I have nothing to say about him. Uh, but for um, lovers of national stereotypes, I was sitting next to our friend uh, Davide uh, at the game. He's uh, Italian, yeah. uh, and like after the first goal, he was just like. Why didn't he just bring him down? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why, why, why didn't he just like pull his arm? Why didn't he just pull his shirt? Take the yellow card. Davide like... must have been raging with some of the poor defending on <laughs> show. Like. Uh, well, there was also a couple of times where like some free kicks went over the bar and he went, "You are not Del Piero." <laughs> it's like, That's accurate. Yeah, it's like, that that is uh, that is the real problem in this game. Not one of these players is Del Piero. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so th- there was that. Um, the the chance where um, Hamilton had like the sort of good save from Forrest, that was another one where Reras uh, lost Forrest. And Celtic's winner, um, created by Griffiths, again on the break, and it was down the right-hand side, but Reras was the covering player after Jim sort of tracked uh, uh, Griffiths' run. But like Reras came in to take over as the cover. Griffiths just dropped the pace slightly and Reras bought it hook, line and sinker, basically stopped running. Yeah. And like Griffiths went, oh, thank you very much. Went straight past him and put the ball in the middle. Two two things, maybe not in the defence of Faisal, but certainly just sort of adding a bit of balance to it. He's not the first and he will not be the last player that Lee Griffiths outfoxes in the final third. Mm-hmm. You know, he does it regularly, that's that's his thing, that's what he does, be it, you know, setting up a goal like that or then getting a shot off himself. He's very, very good at football. Yes. <laughs> he is very good. But also, I would say... I would probably say Jum's just about as culpable as Reras for that because Jum should be following Sinclair through the middle. Griffiths doesn't need two players following him. That's Faisal Reras. He was back for the corner. He is the covering player. And then the other covering player was Jum, actually. So he should have been looking for runs through the middle when that ball popped out to Griffiths. But he didn't. And then it was left with Sam Nicholson, who was you know in the box when the move started, and then he just about caught up with Sinclair in the end. So I think the real thing that did us on, on that, though, I mean, like lots of sort of half mistakes that weren't great from a lot of our players. But what did is the fact that Griffiths and certainly Sinclair are much faster than any of our players. Yeah. Sam Nicholson, who is not slow, had about twenty yards on Sinclair, and he got easily outpaced. Yeah, well, I mean, Sinclair was in front of Nicholson at the start of it. Was he in front of him? I yeah, thought, yeah. I thought Nicholson was ahead of him. Sinclair yeah. nicked the ball away from uh, Cowie and then started making the run himself and Nicholson's sort of in the D or on the edge of the box and he sees the danger and then tries to, to get back but just can't in the end. But, you know, as soon as you get goal side, regardless, you can still use your body and stuff. It's that it's then the striker's goal to score. It's not the defender's, you know, chance to clear. Yeah. But, you know, despite all that, 
I do think a lot of positives to take from the game, as we said. I, I think the main reason, like, part of Robert's rage yesterday is, like, just sitting there going, how did we lose that? How did we lose that? Uh, and I think the reason that we lost it is that both Watt and Salmon weren't fit enough for 90 minutes. Yeah. If we could have kept Watt on the pitch, well, even, even just Watt, but certainly both of them, I, I really do think we'd have at least taken a point from that game. But that, that's that. Uh, I, I would agree as well. I think... I don't know why a lot of people are thinking that Nielsen went negative by putting Blabbing on for Salmon. I mean, yes, it's a midfielder for a striker, but Celtic had just gone five in the middle. Yeah. And we wanted to match that, which makes perfect sense, because Celtic had fresher legs and more bodies in the middle. It made sense to do that. Robbie Muirhead is probably the best equipped of any of our strikers to play the lone striker role, mm-hmm. because he's fast, he's strong, he's, you know gets on the end of things and he works hard. Plus, you know, bringing Prince on pushed June further forwards, which is, you know, yeah. not exactly, you know, it's, it's not like locking the door, you know, June, June has been known to do things in the number 10. And then we still got like three or four chances to score after that. We were pushing up so much mm-hmm. that we lost a goal. You know, it, it wasn't like Nielsen going, I'm going to I'm gonna be happy for a draw here. It, was, it wasn't like that at all. It was a good tactical change that had no bearing on Celtic scoring that second goal whatsoever. No, no. Uh, yeah, uh, like you said, Muirhead came on, put himself about quite good, quite happy with Muirhead. Yeah, yeah, I like him. He's, he's obviously talented, obviously quite raw, um, but he's he's got an absolute beauty of a left foot. His delivery is actually quite good as well, mm-hmm. with that bad free kick notwithstanding. Yeah. Um, but generally, his balls into the box, his, his passes into the midfield were good. I like him. I think he's, he's going to play more than people thought when we signed him this season as well. I think Nielsen's impressed by him and, and likes his... Uh, Likes his work rate and all that kind of stuff because he came. He's another one that came with a reputation, um, not similar to Watt as such, but you know doesn't train very hard, has attitude issues, all that kind of stuff. But none of that seems apparent just now. Yeah. So um, generally, I'm again, like I say, like very, very happy with the game. Um, I think, like, like we say, Cowie's laying down a, a marker to the other midfield players. Salmon's definitely laid down a marker to to Janssen That's going to be difficult to get in the team. Um, be interesting to see if we sign any more midfielders or, or another winger uh, but Nielsen is confident of getting another winger in he said after the match he's very hopeful of getting a, a left sided winger uh, we need we need a left footer if nothing else we need competition we don't really have any left footers no in fact in that starting 11 Rossi was the only left footer who else do you need well that's very true yeah um, but yeah, like it's it's definitely uh, the fixture list hasn't been kind to us. No. Starting at home to Celtic and then away to Aberdeen, but uh, and the way to St Johnston in the cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, like I, I'm, I'm happy that we can uh, we can maybe do something this season. It's, yeah. it's looking very very positive. I mean, especially because Celtic look bang average. I mean, they were missing a lot of their their best players. Yeah. Uh, and you know Sinclair had basically been introduced to everybody, like at the warm up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, like when they when they were doing the handshakes, like teams to teams, like Sinclair went on the back of the Hearts lineup just so he could shake hands for all the <laughs> all the Celtic players. Uh, but yeah, Colo Turi looks bobbins. Yeah, yeah, he did. Bobbins is maybe a bit harsh. He looked okay. Clumsy, certainly not very focused. Yeah, he's clumsy cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what he is. But in this level, nine times nine matches out of ten, he'll be absolutely fine in that team. Yeah, 
Um, but what they do so have, much better than FA Ambrose, so definitely an upgrade there. Yeah. But yeah, but what Celtic do have is is match winners in Griffiths, Sinclair, and Roberts to come back in. So yeah, they're probably going to win the league, aren't they? Yep. Yep. Yeah. After seeing the Rangers game, I would say it's a fucking set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rangers aren't that good, man. That's nice. Yeah. I mean, what would be really nice is if they just got liquidated again. But, yeah, cool. yeah, I don't think that's going to happen so we're just going to have to watch them struggle in the league instead we're just going to have to watch Joey Barton go, what, I have to run ah oh, no <laughs> yeah good old Joey yeah, good stuff mm. great um, so here we are here we are and there is only one man I think well actually no there's several candidates who could have got songs but there's one clear candidate the listeners probably know who it is already it's our, our handsome Highlander. <laughs> the, our, our brand new player, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> We've certainly not seen the likes of him in the team before. Nope. Donald Cowie. Don Cowie. Do you want to go first? Shall I go first? It's really up to yourself. What, what, what do you think? You're the host. Uh, With the most. Uh, hmm. <laughs> hmm. Why, why did you just lie to everyone? I don't know. Over? I don't know. I'm sorry. As punishment for lying, you go first. Okay. <laughs> This is us. This is something. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I saw a man brought to life. He was warm, he came around, and he was dignified. He showed me what it was to cry. Now you could be that man I adore. I don't seem to know, seem to care about your previous form. Left tyranny crumpled on the floor Make idiots eat humble pie The criticisms have run dry That's what's going on Now he's fine, he's done I was out of faith This is how I feel You've made me feel ashamed You will get slagged off no more Jum and Cowie played Now there's some midfield I'm wide awake and I can see The perfect guy is done <laughs> Fabulous. <coughs> oh, I enjoyed that. Two, two things. One, thanks for reminding me that he crumpled Tierney because that was fucking was great. That was a fucking beauty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Davidy enjoyed that one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, and also, Don Kelly taught you how to cry. Yep. Yeah, it made me very emotional on, on Sunday. A lot of things happened. I've sure, got, sure. I, I've got a new favourite player. I'm not kidding. I, I'm, I'm Don, Don Kelly fan club number one. Cool, I'm glad that's exactly what happened and not just a, a reach because you were struggling for a lyric. It was a fucking reach. Cowie, like. <laughs> <laughs> a that's due to be a midfield dynamo with skill and pace and a through ball to chase he could run to Thurzo. <laughs> Cowie started out at Ross County. Last year he underwhelmed. But with the armband on the Highland on, it's much better than you. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You won. I don't know. Neither. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> oh, wow. That, that, uh... That makes your I like that seem a lot less sincere. Oh, it just means it was a draw. Sure. I think you won. (laughs) (laughs) We all won because uh, Don Kelly has finally arrived and he's here to crumple Celtic players. Yeah, I just hope he does that in every match, regardless of if we're playing Celtic or not. He just finds Kieran Tierney. Tierney goes out for some milk. (laughs) (laughs) Just when he least suspects it, it's like, no milk. Wearing his captain's armband. (laughs) No milk, not on my watch. (laughs) 
What we Highland on? We forgot. We we forgot to talk about uh, Scott Brown's continued invisibility to referees. Is it is it in- incredible? Incredible crumpling of uh, uh, Jamie Walker when he was already on a booking. Just after he got booked as well, yeah, like yeah. the most yellow card of all the yellow cards in the entire match, and he doesn't get a yellow card. So yeah, yeah, that's just Scott Brown, though, isn't it? The that's... more things change, the more they stay the same. Welcome back, yeah. Welcome back, Scottish football, Scottish Premiership. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so if you enjoy Scottish Premier League football, particularly. Concerning Hutter Midlothian. Yeah, it's a, it's a help for this podcast. Yeah. Come back and join us, why don't you? We'll be back maybe next week, but probably not. Yeah, yeah, because you're away doing things, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll be back eventually. Um, in the meantime, if you want to engage with us, um, you know, provide provide feedback and content for uh, future uh, episodes and, you know, the interactions yeah <laughs> that was good that was long drawn out man I didn't yeah. know where that was going uh, you can follow us on Twitter at we have no cares yeah um, yeah follow Nickel directly if you want at Nickel Hay isn't it yeah sure sure and, and I'm at RF Borthwick yeah for whatever reason you might care about that <laughs> no idea uh, we do have a website uh, we have no cares.tumblr.com at the moment uh, you'll notice because you're absolutely listening to this on YouTube 100% only available on YouTube right now we are embarrassingly between servers for the audio files hopefully it should be rectified by the next episode at the moment you just have our humblest and most sincere apologies mm, indeed sorry uh, but yeah that wasn't humble or sincere was it sorry sorry that wasn't you better right, okay I thought you were talking about me. Was like, I was very humble. With I know, no, you were. I wasn't. I yeah, sounded <laughs> like I was being a sarky bastard. <laughs> you are just a dick. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, great. Uh, about Heart with Lothian. It's all good. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Steve Crawford. Steve Crawford. Yo, are y'all ready for me yet? Well, yo, are y'all ready for me yet? Well, yo, are y'all ready for me yet? Well, here I go. Here I go. Here I, here I go. Yo. Gute Flanke von Hemel. Achtung, die Schotten im Strafraum, den 2 zu 1 für. Was für ein Weihnachtsgeschenk. Robbie Nielsen.